Oh yeah, this is how I start my day. This is how I start my day. Entangled by wires everywhere. Hey, almond milk. Almond and coconut milk. A little bit of an accident on the purchase, but almond and coconut milk water with my Slim Fast. I'm feeling it. The beach body's almost there. <laughs> I just need like, I don't know, another couple years, man. <laughs> Stay positive. <laughs> Reach for your goals. You can do this. <laughs> oh, man. Goofy Friday. I'm in such a good mood, man. It's cool. It's better than being in bad mood, right? I, I got to try to figure out how to hang this little camping lantern because we're there again inside the bunker. Uh, sometimes in the bunker, what I have to do is run electrical wire in here, and I, I didn't do that today. So we're camping it. We're glamping. Is that what they call that nowadays when you, you're camping in style or something like that? Oh, I still cannot see crap. This is ridiculous, folks. But it's kind of funny. Got a little, um, I bought these camping lanterns when we first moved in here. Everything's electric in this condo. So I'm like, oh man, you know, power goes out. We're going to need some camping lanterns. And people in my household are just like doing the old eye squint and rubbing the eyes and they're closed. And they put up with my little idiosyncrasies because I'm an interesting person. And I'm their father and husband. So they have no choice. All right, guess what we have today? Today is Far Out Friday. Maybe we'll do a Far Out Friday every single time. Um, yesterday was pretty interesting, you know, talking about the will of God and God's will for us and how do we know if we are on the right path, our journey through life, and do you really care? A lot of people I know do not care. They live for the day. They live for the moment. Is that a song? Live for the day, live for the moment, live for the rest of your life? Yeah, it is. Tommy Shaw, Sticks. Great song, great band, and great artist. That dude's incredible. He's one of my favorite musicians. But, um, yeah, a lot of friends I know that, <clears throat> excuse me, they just uh, wake up and go, man. If it feels good, do it kind of thing. And I would never pass judgment on them. I don't. You know, I just uh, I hold my own, you know, uh, accord to what I feel is uh, the way I should live my life. And, you know, and, then I'm, and I'm an oddball in that way, I guess. But there's a lot of us the same way. You know, you feel accountability for what you're doing and uh, a strict moral code where others are just like, yeah, man, if it feels good do it. But anyway, um, so that was yesterday. We talked about that a little bit. It's very hard to discern, but, um, and again, I was on this journey to try to find the answers for that. And, and the best answers that I could find or come up with was from just doing some research and diving into the word and, and seeing what I come up with, you know, we also used to do the, the men's Bible studies with a bunch of old folks, which is a great, was, it was a great gathering every Saturday, uh, first of the month of Saturday morning, eight o'clock in the morning, which is kind of early on a Saturday, but we'd get up and, um, cook some breakfast at the, at a church, not far from here in a town called Glen, called Glen Olden, Pennsylvania. And, uh, you have like 20 people show up and it was just nice to be around, uh, all those that are trying to pursue a higher learning in regards to their spirituality. Very cool stuff. So today, what's up, Tone? Yeah, exactly. Hey, Tony. Yo, Tony. Dear Tony. Uh, we're doing a little bit of that on this Far Out Friday. I should write that down. Far Out Friday. Pencil, I don't know where you are. Anyway, um, I got some. We're going to do a couple things here, right? So I recommend... Uh, you could save this until you this episode until you get to your office if you're really bored at work and you want something to do. Oh, I found my pen, pencil. Um, uh, you can play along with the game. Far 
out Friday. Because we are going to do uh, Tony trivia. We're going to have a trivia game. And then we're going to have uh, the Dear Tony, Yo Tony, Hey Tony segment. And then we'll figure out something for the third segment. But we only got a half hour to do this because uh, I don't want to overburden you guys with your time. I appreciate your time. So anyway, let's... Uh, I'm going to assume, and you can fast forward, pause, or listen to this at work, whatever you want to do, but I'm going to hit you up with the five trivia questions that we have for you today, okay? Now, the prize, you're going to love this. The prize, it's incredible. It's a virtual prize, which means, what's that mean? It's not really something I'm going to send you, but in our heads, in the whole entire listening audience, you are going to be the winner. Um... And you can send your questions, your answers in. That's what we'll do. You can send your answers in uh, to findingsubjects at yahoo.com, right? And I'm going to give you these six questions or five questions. We'll make it five questions today. And I think the virtual prize, we have a few envelopes over here. Let me open this one up. Okay. Uh, okay. Today's virtual prize is $5 million. That's right. $5 million of virtual money. It's fake. It's not real, but just think. You could have won $5 million, and just that in itself. You could tell people. You could brag about it. You know what I did today? I did uh, Far, Out Tri uh, Far Out Friday with Tony's Finding Subjects podcast, and I won $5 million. It's not a real $5 million. You don't even have to go into that part with them, but just bragging rights that you hypothetically won $5 million. All right, so that's the prize today, $5 million, $5 million, I'm writing everything down, dollars of fictional cash that doesn't exist, that does not exist, only in our... Mines. Okay. Mine money. Hey, good. All right. Okay. Up for grabs is $5 million in mythical mental cash. Are you ready for the questions? Question one. What are the two countries you cannot buy Coca-Cola in? What are the two countries you cannot buy Coca-Cola in? And I'll give you a little hint. United States is not is not one of them uh, at this current moment, but there's a lot of people threatening to boycott, but we are not going there because we don't talk politics here. So what are the two countries you cannot buy Coca-Cola in currently, right now? Question number two. How many legs does every true insect have? How many legs does every true insect have? You're probably all going to Google this. Uh, you know, if it just comes off the top of your head that you know that you know it, I'd be really impressed. If you have to resort to Googleization after a while, okay. But try uh, try to think it out first. How many legs does every true insect have? Okay, number three. Who is the oldest of the seven dwarfs? Who is the oldest of the seven dwarfs? Anybody remember that? Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. That movie came out forever ago. And uh, a little quick bonus question. What year did it come out? I'm not going to repeat that again. Question number four. 
How many bones does a human adult have? How many bones does a human adult have? And you can answer, send your answer into findingsubjects at yahoo.com. That's an email address. Or just go on the latest episode post of Finding Subjects. It's the one I believe I have a picture. Uh, I don't even remember what the latest picture is. But just answer, like go to findingsubjects.com and underneath any one of my photographs, the, the recent one, the most recent one, just leave a comment and you can put your answers there. I'll see it. And uh, if you want to be Mr. Anonymous or Mrs. Anonymous, that's fine. Okay. All right, cool. All right, so where to answer? Findingsubjects.com. Just reply to the latest post with your answers. And that's, uh, if you don't want to email me, that's fine. All right, that's pretty cool. We'll see how that goes. Maybe, just maybe, if I can check uh, with the boss, someday we're going to get some T-shirts made and some bumper stickers and some swag that way. That would kind of be cool, right? I think that would be pretty cool. I don't know. How do you feel about our logo? Before you say that, my daughter made it, so be be kind. <laughs> All right, so uh, maybe someday real swag, but today's but today's far out Friday cash prize not really five million dollars can be yours if your answers are right. Did I ever tell you my uh, another one of my dream jobs? Yeah, I wanted to be uh, I want to be the backup for that guy George on The Price Is Right. The guy who uh, describes things. Like if he ever goes on vacation. If anybody knows uh, Drew Carey or uh, Adam Sandler. I believe he's a producer of The Price is Right. <laughs> anybody? My nephew Jonathan at the Adam Slander podcast. What am I talking about? I want to tell you about this later but at the end of the show. But I'm going to tell you now. Right, A little break between Far Out Friday trivia and then the Dear Ho, yeah, Dear Yo, Hey Tony uh, segment coming up. But a little news. So if you like podcasts. Uh, you like comedy? My nephew, Jonathan, he's doing a fantastic job on his new podcast called Adam Slander. Kind of sounds like Adam Sandler, but it's Adam Slander, the Adam Slander podcast. Jonathan interviews his friends in the comedy world um, that have interactions, have had interactions with or know or have hung out with Adam Sandler, the real Adam Sandler. And all of these stories are pretty funny, man. The very first one is just, it's disgustingly hilarious, but uh, he does a really good job. I'm very proud of this guy uh, moving out to Chicago and, and living it, man, taking his chances, uh, pursuing his dreams. How many of us are willing to do that? Just to, excuse me, just to pack up, leave home, leave your, your friendly surroundings and your family and everybody and just start a new life somewhere. Well, my nephew Jonathan has been doing that and I, I, I see him as a, as a success. He's got a radio voice, he, a very good show. So uh, Adam Slander podcast, Jonathan Delvicio is his name. Check that show out. It's good. But uh, yeah, so back to this. Adam Sandler is the producer on The Price is Right. And I always wanted to be uh, George's backup if he had ever gone on vacation. So, like, what would I do? You know, well, the prize would come up, and he would be like, that's right, a box of Luden's cough drops. <laughs> it's a five-ounce box. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what the product is. I'm just describing things in front of you. Yes, a metal clip to hold your blankets. You can get these at Home Depot, made in China, uh, distributed by Home Depot, Atlanta, Georgia. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you just get to describe the different stuffs. That's right. A trip to Acapulco. <laughs> just a joke, folks. Here we go. Dear Tony. And this is from Frank. Uh, Frank, I'm wondering if Frank can somehow hear me in my home. Because this is hitting me up right here. Dear Tony. Yo, Tony. Hey, Tony. My cat is unable to cover its own poop. Why is that? Well... I ironic that you ask this question, Frank, and I don't know, I don't think it's possible that you could have, uh, anybody could have persuaded me to answer this or ask you know, you'd ask this because it hit home so well here. You see, my cat, my cats are both rescues, right? And we could talk cats someday, folks. If you want to talk cats, I love my cats. My cats are my sons. So this particular cat, Mr. Kitty, um, he was a rescue, he was the first rescue we had. Uh, the the person who had him abandoned him up in a room, in a dark bedroom in the summer with the windows closed and no lights on. And uh, there was an older gentleman that lived there, and I got the phone call. Hey, can you stop by this friend of ours' house? He's got a cat upstairs, and the uh, the person, I will keep it kind words, left left the cat up there. And now the cat's up there crying, and this old guy is scared of the cat. Can you please stop by and check it out maybe feed the cat? So I go over there and um, go upstairs, and I open the door, and this cat come flying out and wrapped itself around my foot. And I'm looking at it like, you got to be kidding me. This is the cat that the guy's afraid of? Um, and then I looked at the room in there. And I'm thinking to myself, I just got furious. And I'm like, where is this clown who owned this cat? And he said, he's gone. I have no idea where he hasn't been here. He's probably not coming back. So I'm probably somebody's looking for him. So I said, okay, I'll be right back. So my daughter's friend lived not far, and I knew that they fostered animals. So I actually knocked on their door, and they were very surprised to see me. Like, oh, hello. <laughs> I said, you got a cage I can borrow or a box? I don't care. There's a... There's a cat I got to rescue. I got to get him out of this situation. So uh, they gave me a, a little dog cage. I, I went back. I coerced this cat into this cage. And on the way home, I'm like, listen, dude, I'm going to do what's best for you. Okay? I'm not going to just abandon you or dump you out on the side of the road right here in the woods where nobody would ever see that. That is not cool to do. I'm going to take you home. I'll take you to the SPCA. We'll uh, get you checked out, make sure you're healthy. And uh, I don't know. That's a big question mark after that. And the cat looked at me, and he did this ungodly... Like, I've never heard the the growl from H-E double hockey sticks before in my life. And then it followed by vomit everywhere. <laughs> so it was one of two things, either... Um, he didn't want to go to the SPCA or with me, or he was uh, possessed uh, by a sinister spirit. I've never seen that kind of action, reaction. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Anyway, cleaned it all up, brought the little kitten home. Not kitten, he was six months old, roughly. And uh, put it down in one of our basements, and uh, the cat continued growling and peed all over the place. It was spraying. Like spraying like a, like with a paint can. Like, pss, pss, pss. like, what are you doing? 
man, it stunk so bad. So uh, we we quickly made an appointment at the SPCA. Um, got him in pretty quick too, and we had a uh, whatever you call it, spayed and neutered, whatever that is. Had a, gave him his shots, you know, checked him for chips, um, and uh, he came back a different cat, totally quiet. Still a little wild child in, in him when he, the drugs wore off, but the big question was, is he sticking with us or uh, are we getting rid of this guy? And I'll tell you, I have the scars on my arms to prove it. It was a battle worthy of uh, my opponent, my cat. But he was just wild, did not know how to be a cat, was taken, I'm convinced, very early from its moms. And in that, for that reason, that cat did not know how to be a cat. So that is my conclusion on your question of, of why your cat is unable to cover its own poop because it was taken away from its mom way too early and it did not ever learn how to interesting story a little segue to this uh the cat that we had rescued never heard it meow other than that that the meow from hell that it did when we came home and then once and down in the basement it was not until we rescued our second cat that our first cat started learning how to vocalize. Absolutely fascinating how it started learning behaviors from the second cat. But still, you think the one behavior that I would like him to have is cover your own poop, dude. Um, that's one that he would try and figure that out. No, he'll rub against the uh, side of the litter pan. Like, well, he'll do that, I don't know, 70, 80 times, and I'm like, there's no way you're that stupid, dude. I've gotten down there and tried to grab his paw and, like, cover it up myself, and I'd hold him there and get the little scoop shovel. I'm like, look, man, see? You cover it up, right? And then I come back, like, as if I'm a gold digger or I'm a a treasure hunter, and I find your little gifts that you leave every day. That didn't work. He didn't understand anything I was saying. But that's why, to answer your question, Mr. Frank, or Mr. Frank Frank, Dear Tony, hey, yo, Tony, why does my cat not cover its poop? Well, that's why. Second question. Dear, hey, yo, Tony. Oh, this is, this is an interesting one, seriously. How much is enough? <laughs> I love these open-ended questions. That's from Dennis. Not our Dennis up in New Hampshire. This is another Dennis. This is a Dennis that often likes to start trouble and get me going. In a good way. How much is enough? Well, in life, Dennis, I always say, find a balance in everything. Uh, You could say, oh, you know, money, that that would be a good thing. A lot of it. I say that would bring problems. Uh, I I don't know. It's a vague question, but my answer is find a balance. And then when you find a balance, that will also cause a balance within your life. And that, my friend, is where I would personally say that's enough. I'm good. Huh. Here we go. <laughs> Question number three. The, she broke my heart and gave me a pen. What movie? Bob. I know that. I know that line. She broke my heart and gave me a pen. And I can picture the people that were in it. But you ever draw a, you ever draw a blank and you can't remember their names? Am I going to have to go to the internet? To find this out. Uh, you got it? Does anybody know that? She broke my heart and gave me a pen. I know the storyline. It was uh, this guy who just wanted to be a kickboxer. 
and he meets this girl, and she's like the most intelligent girl in the school, and she's just like a genius, and she's beautiful, and people are kind of like afraid to approach her. They're intimidated by it, but this guy, uh, he's not, and he makes a move on her, and she gets to know him. He gets to know her, and they fall in love, but he is definitely not somebody that her father wants around. What's this call? Come on. He's holding the radio up in the air. John Kuzik is the actor. It's coming. Come on. Say anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's in there. I got I to gotta dust the vaults off somewhere, you know, sometimes and find the file. It took a little while. Didn't have my coffee this morning, but there it is. That's what I believe the, the, that's from. She broke my heart and gave me a pen. That is when uh, I believe she was going off to, she had to break up with the guy. Uh, he he was an embarrassment. The father had him over and they had, he come over from dinner and they're like, what's your future? You know, what do you want to do? And he says, I want to, I want to, I don't want to do anything that I have to sell anything. I don't want to sell anything that, uh, <laughs> it was a little speech. It's pretty good. Great movie, by the way. Um, say anything. And, uh, when she breaks up with him, she gives him a pen. Like, write to me. Anyway, that's that. Okay, why don't you like beer, dear Tony? Yo, Tony. Hey, Tony. It's unnatural. There's something wrong with you. Well, why don't I like beer? Let me start from the beginning with that. I really don't like uh, hot beer or warm beer. I will drink an ice-cold beer, even like what they used to call the little ponies. I, what are they, seven ounces or something like that? The real small jobs because they stay ice cold. Uh, I do find, like, in a, on a hot summer day, if we're playing sports or whatever, you're doing some outside activity, or if we're eating blue claw crabs down in Maryland, and bam, here comes that ice cold little small pony beer. I'm down on that. I'll, I'll drink it. It's not my first choice, but for that... When I eat blue claw crabs in Maryland with the, uh, the old base spice on it or the crab spice, yeah, I'll do a beer or two or three because it works. It's like the perfect food that goes together with a beer is the blue claw, blue claw crabs with that spice. R randomly, if I'm sitting at a party, that's the last thing I'm going for because then I'm going for taste. I'm not a beer guy in that in the aspect of oh man, check this beer out, this IPA versus this dark stuff. I don't know crap about beer. I've tasted enough of beer that I don't like it. Like I just would not randomly pick up a case of beer for myself. Now, prior to 18 years old, maybe that's my problem. Maybe I did all my beer drinking back then, and I've just gotten so sick of it. That's a possibility. Even senior week. You know how much you, you know, you probably think how much can you drink a senior week, dude? You know, you can drink a lot, but not a beer guy. I will go to, uh, you know, have a nice, uh, like a little bit of Jack Daniels and, you know, just uh, you know, mixed drinks like that, the spirits. And I'm not a heavy drinker whatsoever, but if I'm going to have a, an occasional drink, which is not very often, for no other reason than, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I just don't drink. Uh, that's the way I'll go. I won't do uh, a beer skis unless we're sitting there eating blue claw crabs in Maryland. And then it's got to be ice cold, ice cold beer. Yeah. So that's the reason why. And there's your answer. Uh, explain the friend zone asking for a friend. Hilarious, Tom. <laughs> 
Seriously, we're going to end on this one? What's the friend zone? Okay, so in case you're not familiar with the friend zone, the friend zone is when you're a guy or a girl and the person of attraction that you may have in your sights will only see you as a friend. Now, what's the reason for the friend zone? Look, instantaneously, oh, you know what? Hold on. I'm going to need some slim fish just to make sure I get the right answer here. I'm sorry. I can just feel the pounds melting away. Honestly, I'm, I'm being thrown a little curveball here today. Uh, my daughter picked up this milk for me, and it is, uh, it's the breezy almond almond milk. Uh, 35 calorie, 40 calorie, whatever, but, but there's coconut milk in this, and I'm not used to that, so I'm getting a little funky Caribbean flavor afterwards in my Slim Fast, chocolate Slim Fast, so it's something i got to deal with. It's not bad, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. So explain the friend zone. Really, man? Uh, this is painful. Because you know why? I've been there. You very well could have been there yourself. Uh, friend zone's the place where, let's just say you like a girl. And she thinks you're just great. She likes you too. But not in that way. <laughs> That's the friend zone. Friend zone is difficult if you are uh, very interested in that friend and that friend is just interested in you as a friend. How do you deal with that? I think that is the age-old question. What is the proper question? What is the proper answer for that? There is no real good answer. Um. I guess you really got to look at the person and say, can you be around this person and just be your friend? Or do things that they say if they're talking about somebody else, does that hurt? Like a knife in the stomach, in the heart. Does it hurt like that? <laughs> and then if it does, do you stick around for that? Do you do that to yourself and sacrifice the friendship? All of these are not easy questions and answers. So it comes down to you, what you can do. And if it's truly a deep friendship and you truly care about that person, then no matter what happens, you're always, always going to be friends in that time or the future. Sometimes other things are not in the cards for people for many reasons. These are things that you don't understand when you are first sentenced to the friend zone. Now, the difficult part, not only of the, the rejection, if you will, uh, of the friend zone, the difficult part is the heat that you catch from your buddies. <laughs> brutal. <laughs> like, how brutal could be if they do something for you and you're like, hey, man, thanks a lot. They're like, no problem. We're great friends. <laughs> That's a dig. They're, they're banging on you viciously. And we all get that. But that's what we would do to each other if uh, that situation arose for any of us. Like, hey, man, you're a good friend. Thank you. <laughs> just little something like that. And, you know, the other person would just shake their head. 
you know, because, you know, obviously something happened with that happened with them with a girl and the girl said, can we just be friends? And we all found out about it. And, you know, so you constantly that's our job as 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 other friends, as the male friends of the friend who's got putting in the friend zone. It's our job to ride them for the rest of their lives about that. Right. That's what we do best. If you can't trust in your friends to give you a hard time, <laughs> what kind of friends are they? So friend zone is difficult. You know, I'll talk about that um, because of that other question as well. It's interesting. Uh, you broke my heart. and She broke my heart and gave me a pen. Like, write to me. I still want to be your friend. And you know what? I guess that's possible that, you know, she was just interested you uh, to you as a friend. Again, I don't even know what the, the background to this is. I'm hy hypothesizing here. Um, but just kind of equating to what I know about a friend zone. Friend zones where maybe the girl is just not interested in you uh, physically, doesn't want it to go any further, but you got a deep connection, you know, and that's all great and good, you know, but if you can't handle it, the answer to me is instead of doing that to yourself all the time, if you're around that person, you got to roll. And that in itself is, is very difficult. So, but truth be told, you know, if it's that special, if it's that important, will it not be that strong, you know, years, months, days into the future? So you never know uh, where friendship lies and, and how that goes. So friend zone, many people will say, hey, dude, friend zone sucks. I would agree. It's a difficult place to be. But I think my best advice is you just have to kind of move on. You got to live your life. You can't get stuck in that unless you just really want to be there. There's a really funny movie. Man, I I don't know the name of this one either. I'm sorry. But he's the guy that played. Oh, man, am I, I'm so bad today. I can't remember anything. What's his name? Is a comedian. Ryan something. Is it Ryan? It might not even be Ryan. Oh, he played in uh, the Dead, Dead Kill or something like that. Oh, yeah, this is a great show, Tony. You don't have all your facts together. But he also plays in a movie where, like, I think it's called Best Friends or something like that, where he's this goofy guy growing up and his beautiful blonde, and he's in love with her, man. He's writing on her, all kinds of stuff. Uh, but he's a chubby chunk, you know, and he's just not, you know, he's not uh, the guy that the women are going to be going for segue back up you know like another 10 15 years he moves out to hollywood he gets in shapes he's a big record producer he comes back to town with a rock star they just have to stop here because into the town in the area because of a plane malfunction and then bam he runs into this girl again and he so he doesn't know how to deal with her he's like ah do i uh try to impress her you know i got this porsche and all that type of stuff and and she says to him dude you know i always cared about you you know, it was, you know, it's it's a lot deeper than that. And they get together. It's kind of cool. But, uh, you know, because the underdog, I'm always rooting for the underdog. Friend zone's tough, man. Who hit me with this darn question again? You're going to, I'm going to punish you for that. Who is this? Mike. No, that was Tom. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> You're such a good friend. <laughs> so uh, was there a couple in my life or one in my life? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, everybody I know, I think, uh, Pretty much everybody I know, except for one dude I know, uh, one time or the other got put in the friend zone. So was it a bad thing? Was it a good thing? Listen, man, you know, at this time, at this place in my age, 
I, I, I could use as many friends as I can, I can get. So uh, I, I'd be fine with it now because I'm married and I got kids. Who wouldn't be fine with that? But back when you are a teenager and you're dealing with this, it's like your heart was surgically removed and uh, placed on the, on the ground in front of you and all your buddies get the chance to, uh, you know, like it was a mosh pit, just jump on it and, and, and rub it in your face. <laughs> Friend zone. But, yeah, Say Anything, great movie that's in here. Um, check that out if you get the opportunity. I think the other movie is um, like the Best Friends or something like that. Uh, and, again, it's by that guy who played uh, – I got to go find my phone for real. I'm going to have to give you the right answer on that. All right, edit time. Pause. All right, starting up the phone. Hmm. That noise that you hear that that's a that's a uh, a purposeful slurp. You have to do that on these rubbermaid containers because if not the slim fast gathers in there and when you drink it goes it goes all over your clothes. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Right. So I got my phone going. Is it called best friends? Let's find this. Ah, did you notice we heard no noises? That's because, okay, pollen alert, something I don't know about. A high pollen alert has been issued for you, Tony. I know. I could tell you that. I can't see right now. Good morning. <laughs> Guess who it is? My buddy Tom. You smart butt, you. Hit me with these questions. Where are we, Tone? The International Movie Database. Everybody else says IMDb. All right, best friends? Let's see. Let's look at this up. Best friends. Is that what it's called? No. No. What the heck is that? What's that called? Oh, Just Friends. All right, the movie's called Just Friends. 2005 with Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, Amy Smart, Anna Faris. So uh, check that out. If you're stuck in a, if you're stuck in a friend zone, check out Just Friends. <laughs> That's a good movie, man. Uh, the rock, the girls, the rock star. And she's nuts about this guy, and she's just nuts. Period. Good movie. Check that out. Just Friends. All right. And then the other movie that I was talking about, Say Anything. Good movie. Uh, that was from 1989. Good songs in there in, in this uh, in this movie here. So you got uh, John Cusick, Lone Sky. Uh, she played Diane Court, and John played uh, Lloyd Dobler. Great, great stuff. John Mahoney played James Court, uh, uh, Lone's father. Uh, then you had uh, Lily Taylor paid, played uh, Corey Flood. She was the girl that uh, <laughs> she'd sing songs to her. To her boyfriend that would always break up with her. Just a good movie. It's an interesting movie. So check that out. Uh, I like that movie a lot. Say anything. Good music as well. All right. So uh, we're going to wrap this. Have a fantastic weekend. I'll talk to you next week. This is Tony. Thank you for listening to Finding Subjects. If you think somebody will like this show, turn them on to it. If you feel really super kind, you can go to iTunes or Spotify and hit me up with some five stars and a nice review. That would help. In the meantime, take care of yourself. Live a good life and be kind to others. I'll talk to you soon. See you later. Thank you. Bye.
Peace.